Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is February 16th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm uh, I'm doing, what a, what a day of events. It's just a busy day. We got What's... Riviera, you know, the, the cat, we got the Saudis casting a cloud over the, the, the best tour event of the year here. Yeah, it sucks, man. It, I think that sucks, quite honestly. Like, I don't want to talk about this shit again. It seems like stuff's popping off yet again. Uh, I was texting with a friend of the program, Trent Carter. It really feels like, um, like this is exactly what it was like in 2020, right? Mm -hmm. Like this, when this, before the intervening pandemic sort of put a halt, and I guess it might've been the PGL then with Saudi influences then. Kind of the PGL seems just so appetizing now comparatively. Yeah. Yeah. And and there was a big meeting and some, you know, Brentwood home or whatever, Hollywood home and like, it's, it feels like we're back at it again, where something seems it's percolating. Stuff seems to be happening. Everybody's got comments. Everybody's got a source saying it's close, saying it's far away. Uh, I thought I saw, I don't know, someone just tweeted that. I think it was Danny Rappaport said the top 10 players said there's no way they're going to have it ready in June. So maybe some people don't think it's close. Um, either way, Kramer Hickox involved <laughs> giving out like, you know, breaking news, maybe, I don't know, saying 17 guys have signed and they're going to play 10 of 14 events in the U.S. It just feels like um, Keith Pelly's in town. There's just uh, I, like I everything but Riviera is being discussed here in the lead up to the very best event on the PGA Tour of the season at the best venue. That, with includes, 10 of the- that includes the players. <laughs> that includes the players. Hey, I'm excited for the players this year. Look, I don't I need too. commercials yet, but I think I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I'll be sick of their marketing bullshit by the time the first tee ball goes off on Thursday, but I'm kind of excited for it. Anyways, um, but the best event of the year seems to be a lot of chatter about what else? Like the non-golf stuff, just who's going where and, and is something going to happen? Um, Colin Morikawa was asked about it today. Uh, said, you know, show me something. Nobody's show, showing me anything. There was, of course, money involved, but I'm committed to the PGA Tour. Uh, so again, it's just it's the talking points to continue on. Should we continue on with that topic? Is there anything more we you might want to as add? Well. Okay. We might as well. You know, this okay. is. Uh, I think Will Bardwell wrote a great piece. I, you know, I've been with a lot of family. They've been asking me what the deal is with the Saudi Arabia thing, and you know, I've been explaining to him stuff. But Will did a really nice. Uh, piece on on explaining kind of the uh, history of sports washing and uh you know why you might not this isn't the best thing for golf um i think uh just in general i i just uh the momentum is really really interesting and i think as i've been thinking about this more and more you just you know the tour is put they're in a very unenviable position here but they've put themselves in it you know uh, because they haven't, over the last two decades, uh, focused on fielding the best core product, which we've talked about a lot, since they've focused their efforts on finding J.J. Henry a, a home to play in his intervening years before the Champions Tour. They've focused on pouring money into the Champions Tour, uh, something that nobody cares about, uh, and, is, and not focused on just having the best golf tour, you know, instead of being maniacally focused on their core product, which is being the best golf tour and putting the best product out there, they've made themselves susceptible. And you think uh, that would have mattered. You think they could yes. have done everything and the Saudis could have just come and said, we're going to offer you more money. They could have yeah, had the best product. I'm not sure it would have mattered necessarily. I think it would have because they would have been, there'd be a lot more money uh, going out to the best players. If, if that was the case, if you, if you dump the champions tour, if you, if you don't have these golden parachutes for, you know, the, Oh, you finished uh you know, Martin trainer needs a two year ex- exemption because he won 
whatever opposite field event and and then we're going to keep them around because covid you know so we're going to give them three years instead of just focusing on being like okay like let's make sure sure the the 60 best players are in every field we can and if we can't get those players in a field we shouldn't have the tournament it's um they got fat they got you know, busy looking at, at uh, other business lines and moat, and trying, yeah. For the, building extra pizza oven and meeting spaces and things like that. And uh, instead of just being like, hey, are the top 50 players in the world playing regularly? Are they rewarded the way they should be? Are they getting opportunity and, and making sure that, that that's the focus of the tour is, is fielding the very best field every week you can and if it doesn't work somewhere canning it you know and it's like it's like being a media company if you said hey you know we're going to keep this 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 uh article around that nobody reads we're going to expend all this effort and on this tournament that nobody cares about keep banging your head against the wall yeah Yeah. just get rid of it you know and be nimble and pull rip band-aids off and things like that and i I, go ahead and that's what they've done they've they've allowed this opportunity to happen and and that's the sad thing it's uh and they've seen they've had two years to try and remedy it and they haven't they've done all these preposterously stupid things and the reality is is now you're gonna have players go and I, you know, if if this happens, if players go, they're going to pave the way for other players. It's going to become less and less heinous after the first players go. They're going to be the people that take the bullets, and PR. then everybody, everybody literal, else, not the yeah, literal, figurative PR yeah. heat, the, not yeah, the literal bullets. Although, but then next year they'll pick race. off a few more good players, and then right. the next year they'll pick off a few more because everybody's going to look at the money. And that's what all these guys do their jobs for. That's what everybody listening to this podcast, for the most part, you're doing your job for money. And, you know, there's a few people that do it just for the joy. They want to keep themselves busy. They don't need the money. But, like, these guys are pro golfers. If somebody's offering you two, three, four times the amount of money that you make currently, you're probably going. And and the only thing that's holding them back right now is the public image aspect. And if Phil and Bryson and DJ and Westy and Poulter go over there and take the take the heat, everybody's going to eventually go. There's yeah. it's just too much money. So a few things there. Like you talked about, <clears throat> you mentioned the World Bardwell uh, article, which I would commend everybody to read to understand like what sports washing is and how it goes back to the 1936 Olympics and Hitler uh, and the Nazis and, and how that sort of normalized their regime as, as they, I think, kind of were in the nascent days of genocide. Um, China's done the similar things with Olympics and, and is doing so now. And, how, you know... He makes a good point at the end, putting the pressure on golf media, golf fans to sort of make this as an unpalatable alternative and to make it now, as you say, some people are going to not care. Some players, Phil doesn't, Phil seems to be willing to not throw it all away, but really kind of tarnish himself here uh, at the end. So that's one. The second one is like, I don't know that like the PGA tour, like, yeah, they, they've done so many bad things. Uh, they've let, gotten fat, like you said. I just don't know that, like, they're, how they're organized and their membership could have, w- would have been susceptible to this regardless. Like, yes, they could have taken care of, like, the top 50 a little bit more, but, like, don't they got to create it? They would have had to wholesale change how their members are, how their membership structure is, is organized. Um, and then, lastly, what you talk about. I do think, like in the end, and someone made this. Someone in the industry was making this point to me recently. Like, in any industry, the talent wins out. The talent has the leverage. Player empowerment. Um, and so, like, and you've made similar point. Like, is Genesis going to say, like, what do you mean you're not letting DJ play in my event? So, like, in the end, like the talent does have the leverage and they may be contractors independent or dependent you know wholly owned contractors 
Uh, but they still have the leverage, and I think that could be the way we're going. As as, as unpalatable as that may seem, um, a, a DJ or a Phil or a Bryson getting what they want. Maybe maybe the PGA Tour goes metal, man. Maybe they get like hardcore and say like, you know, double birds to everybody and their sponsors. No, we, we got to draw a line in the sand. Maybe they do, but I, I think like the talent in all industries, whether it's I don't know entertainment or or finance or you know the legal like the talent sort of ends up having a lot of the leverage the the permanent talent and I think like it's going to be hard to if they do take this to keep them off uh, based mm-hmm. on sponsor pressure so there's a lot of moving parts we continue to talk about it because it's popping off I mean do you want to address the Kramer Hickok thing I mean he's talking about seventeen guys signed. And 10 out of 14 events in the United States. That's a big deal. I don't know if that's accurate, first of all. Kramer, like every player is obviously hearing from a bunch of different directions, and I don't think the Saudis know themselves. That's one thing I've heard repeatedly, and which has actually driven some of their first targets away, is their like insane amount of leaks. Like based off like a conversation a guy has, all of a sudden, like he's committed. And then that guy hears back from other people that he's been committed, right? There's just leaks everywhere on the Saudi side and, and between their handlers or go-betweens um, that, like, I don't think there is a concrete picture of anything like that, that Hickok's speaking to, quite honestly. Maybe it's 17, maybe it's 10, maybe, but 10 out of 14 events is a lot more than we've heard, right, in yeah. the United States. I think that's that's a big deal. If they if if that if it's really U.S. based, that's going to appeal to a lot of people. And and I think, you know, this is the beauty of of being the upstart, right? You're nimble. You can you can start with three events in the U.S. and then some, and then you get pushed back on that. You can switch. Like it's not like the tour. The tour canceling an event is a big deal because it's established, right? And and the you know it's uh, I know Malcolm Gladwell is really uh, taboo in golf, but <laughs> it's his whole David versus Goliath book, you know, playing out here, where you know it, it you know upon first sight, uh, the tour being this you know having all the players, having all the tournaments, you think is a you know huge advantage, but at the end, it could be a giant disadvantage to them because of all the members and uh peppy peter you know <laughs> voicing his concerns about uh opposite field winners and and their their rights to you know um uh, all the tours uh gr- fruits um one other thing that hickok said and this was i he says the majors aren't paying them enough I mean, I love to think of a world where like Kramer Hickok barges into Clifford Roberts' yeah. door, or the Clifford Roberts and Bob Jones, Bobby Jones, okay. are like, "What the hell are you chief asses doing?" <laughs> like, you know, it's we're Kramer Hickok, uh, for God's sakes. My, from all accounts, a nice guy, but like, but then you have there's arrows going in every direction on this. Do you know like, how many? Do you know how many uh, major championships Kramer Hickok has played in? I gotta guess, like. Oh, one, two, zero. 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 Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty on. amazing. Yeah. It's an amazing take <laughs> from a guy that's played zero majors. But then we're talking about like, there's arrows pointing every direction on this because like, we're kind of talking about the labor and player empowerment, like not getting their cut, right? Where, where like these USGA and PGA of America can have a conference and, and pay the middle manager more money. I, I don't know. There, that's not like a super palatable thing to talk about, but these millionaire golfers who add very little, like people don't watch the Masters see Kramer Hickok. They watch the Masters because it's the Masters. Um, and, you know, of course you need some elite talent, but like there's so many conflicting things here whether it's like management versus labor the players are who who's who has the actual value to the product uh, and then like players like appearing kind of kind of greedy obnoxiously greedy for you know not bringing a lot of value to the product so that's an interesting one if that's where we're going i mean are they gonna are they gotta get a look unite? at every balance sheet you know they, break it down ask why you know everybody everybody getting paid and then like who what's the right split you know what's you yeah. know they're are, are, are we heading towards like here's the thing they own the tour that's yeah. the crazy thing about this whole thing 
right. is that the, the players own the tour and it's just essentially like a, a strife with the top players and the bottom players, right? That's what this whole thing is in a, in a nutshell. And then yeah. there's these other tournaments that bother them because it's not, they aren't theirs, but those tournaments are the most important ones. Most important. It's, yeah. it, you know, they have it good in a way too because they don't play for an owner right now. Right. Right. It, 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 I think we should clarify though too, like the tour could be wounded, but I, there's a lot of guys not going, right? Pretty now, not going right now. Yeah, but you're suggesting it's just these That's, guys. They're gonna take the take the PR heat off the top, and then it'll slowly drip. Whereas everybody, it's just the same thing as the first year of the Saudi International, right? Think about the guys that went and how much heat they got, and then it's like Matthew Wolf goes this year. We don't hear anything about Matthew criticizing Wolf. Matthew yeah. Wolf, right? It, it now, like that first year. All those guys got a lot of heat, but there's also what two happens, months after Jamal Khashoggi had been chopped up and put in a yeah. bag, right? To like a couple months after that. Again, go ahead. It's just what happens with these things is it gets more normal every year, and I think what what'll happen is that you know the guys that are playing it, that are making you know they're gonna look across the way at the other at the, at the your neighbor's lawn, and you're gonna see. You know, landscapers all the time out there, and you're gonna say, "God, that guy must be making a lot of money." You know, imagine he's got landscapers coming four days a week, and they're gonna think, "God, I no cut. I can go over there. I get this nice signing bonus, which is you know equivalent oh, so of ten bad. years on this tour." Is so dystopian. This is so pathetic, though. I mean, just to get back to the piece, yeah, about, like the sinister motives behind all this. And it feels like we're admitting defeat here that it's going to happen slowly, but I just I, listen. I've just like, I don't. Wanna, I, I might be. I, I've been. A lot of people tell me that I'm very optimistic with a lot of things. Um, this is something that I've I've become quite pessimistic on because, like, you just see what happens to guys after ten years on tour. They they lose all sense of any sort of morals and they get so driven by money and and putting their putting their hand out to to cash in at any turn they can and and that's i i think that's where you know it's such a beautiful game when you get the grinders winning and you get the youthful exuberance of a sahith Gala last week but then you know once somebody gets into that tour system and 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 go and they realize this is this is what I do for money, and yeah. it becomes about that, and that's yeah. the singular driving focus. and And I think, like, you know, you think about a guy like DJ; it, it's appealing to DJ to play fourteen times a year, make make triple what he was making before, or quadruple whatever it turns out to be. How big these purses are, no cuts, and you know what? I play fourteen weeks a year, and that's what I do. Well, if they do want to come for more of the majors' purse, maybe they're going to unite the five families. Maybe they're, they're you know, as they push for more and more money. Maybe they will unite those major championship organizations behind the PGA Tour. You know, but the, like, but then who would Charlie Hoffman have to blame about rulings? That's true. That's fair. Anyways, uh, I, I hate that. Where this is the first fifteen minutes of the show at Riviera, but again, it's it's we're talking about the entire like foundational future of the professional golf i think right i mean it feels like it's that substantial i know the majors are, are hopefully un, untouched by this but uh it's a it's a major story that seems to be uh i don't know if it's coming to a head i don't know i'll say this a lot we heard we heard the pga speak out last year which was a long time ago yeah about this Keep we on. haven't heard anything from anybody else right and we haven't heard anything from the PGA in a long time, right. which tells me that these guys, they might be just playing politics and sitting in the middle and letting this, letting these two, the Saudis and the PGA Tour, duke it out and see who wins. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, all right. Should we do an ad read real quick before we transition to schedule for the week? I, I, yeah. Uh, should we, you know, make this a little grim? Or should we bring a little sunshine to this, to <laughs> oh this podcast? God. I'm sorry. It's a good segue, I guess, for our friends at Gooder.com. Drop the vowels. Eliminate the vowels from your life as one by one. 
That's they got two vowels. They well, only dropped I know, they're one They're starting. Of them. They're on their way. It may be GDR by the time we're done with this partnership. But for right now, G-O-O-D-R.com. Gooder. They make $25 active sunglasses for anyone. They're no slip, no bounce, all polarized. And as they say, all fun. I think that's, again, subjective. The other stuff we can speak to. Um, more fun than the Saudis. More fun than talking about the Saudis. Yes, and... and Sports washing, for sure. Um, you can use code SGS, 15% off uh, your entire order at Gooder.com. That's not a pair. That's not two pair. It's your entire order, 15% off. So like that, you can make that go farther for you if you want or further. Uh, again, that's code SGS at Gooder.com for 15% off. I lost my sunglasses this morning. I went into the bank. I had to get money out. And, you know, we got to wear masks here in Maryland. I had sunglasses and a mask on and a hat on. Probably not a good look going into the bank. So I took my sunglasses off, and all of a sudden, I had no idea where they were. I spent, I was ruffling, rustling around the car. I just didn't want to look like a bank robber. I, so I couldn't remember where I took them off. Uh, rustling around the car, I was like, these are Ray-Bans. They're $150, but, you know, they're no better. No better. Then these gooders, which I also have, but they're just $150. I took them off. I couldn't find them. This is just how you lose sunglasses. I looked, went back into the ATM machine. I looked around the floor of my car. I couldn't find them. Couldn't find them anywhere. I finally go into my house. I take my hat off, and they're on top of my head. 25 minutes I was at the bank looking for these Ray-Bans that were, you know, $150 loss. Uh, but they're, they are no better than the gooders, which I now wear. Uh, more frequently since they've sent me uh, a couple pairs. And, and that's the thing. That's the sort of the game you play with these the other, the, the sort of cabal, the cartel of sunglass makers. And, and here you are. You got Gooder. They have golf sunglasses, back nine blackout. It's all in the hips. Back you, nine blackout. It's all in the hips is a reference to uh, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. I've which heard was, that line. Which was submitted for Catnip Call of the Week this week. I guess Wednesday is the anniversary Ooh. of uh, get Happy Gilmore. So prepare your Instagram posts. Where were you? What was your favorite scene? Congrats. Happy anniversary to Chubbs. Happy in the game. Just It sounds like that. You know, Players will try to get in on, on that anniversary. Uh, so I think that may be the catnip call of the week. I'm, I'm I, I think the in. catnip. I'm, I'm going to say the catnip call of the week is the 10th hole at Riviera. It's jump the shark. Yeah, it's it's. There's too much content. There's too many people out there just co-opting takes and talk. Yeah, the, uh, it's not that good of a hole anymore because driving distance is eliminated. You know, one of the one of the options really. There's you know everybody lays up left. That's what they do. Yeah. It, it, it's a layup and pitch hole. It's lay up to the left and then chip it up. Yeah. Um, now, the- because because they hit it pin high, everybody says they're going for it, but they aren't. <laughs> they're hitting it left and they're chipping up. Um, the catnip. That's the catnip call. We got to finish right. this. this I know. Gooder, Gooder got more bang for their buck. They got a catnip call of the week. They got a tenth hole analysis in there. Uh, but anyways, go to Gooder.com again. The code is SGS for fifteen percent off your entire order. You also get free shipping uh, for fifty dollars orders or more and that's basically two pairs so gooder.com use the promo code sgs come on spring's coming load up stock up on sunglasses that won't kill you to you know lose or break all right let's move on schedule for the week we've been alluding to it but we're yet to really get into it we have the genesis not the la open don't call me the nla open r.i.p la open genesis invitational at riviera uh Country Club, Pacific Palisades, par 71, 7,300 yards, designed by George C. Thomas and William P. Bell. The purse at this elevated status event is $12 million, 2.16 to the winner. Defending champ is Not Max. enough for Kramer Hickok. Is he even in the field? <laughs> Probably not in the field. It's a smaller. It's an invitational field. Defending champ, Max Homa. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers used to say. Notables. Again, we have the top 10, the very top 10 in the world. They're all here. No Bryson, no Phil. But we have John Rahm, Colin Morikawa, Patrick Cantley, Victor Halvin, Rory McIlroy, Dustin Johnson, Xander, JT, Thirst Bucket, 
Scotty Scheffler, Sahith Thagala, Big Shot Bob McIntyre makes notables. Hey. Played good. Walker That's... Cup here, right? Uh, not the Walker Cup. He was USA. in LA. Yeah. Yeah. USA? Nah. Yeah, he would have played No, USA. Walker Cup. It was Walker Cup, maybe. He was on the LACC Walker Cup, I think. Uh-huh. So, which means he was It would have been the USAM. Probably would have done USAM as well then, that year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Bob McIntyre. And then, notable, Cameron Smith, Cameron Champ, Cameron Young, Cameron Tringali, and Cameron Davis. The Cameron zone Whew. is just bursting at the seams this week. we got to get a low Cameron uh, wager going. That's, that's We should try and Cameron's. get every Cameron on the pod this year. Consider we don't really do guests. We, that sounds ambitious. I given feel the like, but there, the 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 level of player that most Camerons are feels achievable, right? Well, we've had Cameron Smith, and that was <laughs> yeah. just a rousing chat, you know. So what? Do Ten you think, minute chat. What do you think, Cameron Tringali? With, with Cameron Smith and Bud Martin. Bud Martin, the timer is 10 minutes. Camera comes back on, just staring at us both. God, all right. Um, to really, really get a lot of out of people in 10 minutes. TV schedule. This is uh, Thursday through Thursday and Friday, 4 to 8 p.m. Saturday, Sunday, you got the split. The 1 to 3, 3 to 7, and then with a 6.30 finish on Sunday on Golf Channel. Uh, do we have featured groups? I know the tee times are out. I just, uh, I'm not sure we have featured groups. But either way, this is a good week to have ESPN Plus. Good week to have, you know, I, I know Rory's playing with, I think it was Hovland. Uh, just loaded tee times, as you can imagine. Do you, so. If you're the PGA Tour, do you just put uh, Rory with anybody that you're worried about going to the to the Saudis with from now on like is that who like any big name player like Hovland would be a good example you'd hate to lose Hovland right do you right. put Rory Rory's like you're effectively like through tea times you're you're uh <laughs> so your ambassador yeah who he's he's with uh Hovland and Hideki for round one uh two possibly true there Homa, DJ, and Adam Scott, I think that would just be the last three winners, right? Sounds like it. Mm-hmm. Cantley, Kepka, and Reed. Ugh. That's an interesting dynamic. Very, 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 three very wildly different personalities there. So Kepka's a no. Patrick Reed is, it seems like, like a yes. open to it, <laughs> quite open to it. Cantley seems like either way, but leaning more towards no. Uh, both Cantlay and Kepka, I feel Kepka's on the record dog and read, right? Making fun of Shovel yeah. Boy in the sand. I, I can't remember if Cantlay ever went that way or not. Um, and then what else do we have? For, we got Sergio Finau and Ricky. Sponsors exemption, Ricky. Hey, are we at the point where Scovran should fire Ricky? Like, if he's a really good caddy, like, they're just kind of puttering and billowing along if you're a caddy. I, I bet he's got are, some, some good endorsement deals with that bag. I would think so. So I think like he's got in. just some good guarantee. Of, uh, like finishes. you know, you want to talk about guaranteed money? Like that's the one thing these guys if they go to Saudi they they'll forego some sponsorship deals. But you know, uh, guaranteed money is a beautiful thing, especially for a caddy. And there's only about ten jobs probably on tour that pay guaranteed money, and Ricky is still one of them. Okay, uh, Scheffler, Rom, and Spieth is a trio champ. Morikawa, Xander. God, so many good groups. Cameron Smith, Sam Burns, and Justin Thomas are one as well. So Thirst Bucket, I, I'll tell you what. I think this is the week for the Thirst Bucket. I, you I, said I that might have last been, week. I just say, I would think I was a week early. He putted like dog shit. He's, oh, he, he puts did. bad all the time, but I just think he's going to putt decent. He just has to putt decent, and he's, he's hitting it so good. He's playing so well. Thirst Bucket could be, you know, you almost won here a couple years ago. Should have won here a couple years ago. Um, but Did you have th- a one and done pick? Yeah, I'm taking uh, I'm taking DJ. Ah. It's really reliable. Joseph, Joseph Lamagna was on the fried egg pod yesterday it, it, breaking down numbers, and he was bullish on a small sample size with DJ. And, you know, it's never, it's really going out on a limb taking DJ at Riviera. All right, I'm not. I'm equally, you know, 
not going out on a limb and taking Patrick Cantlay. You know, you can't take Martin Laird or Jerry Kelly every week. I'm going <laughs> to stay with the guy that's basically an automatic top 10, top five, has done well at, at Riviera almost every start he's made there. Uh, local, we'll get that narrative. Local boy playing at home. Uh, Long Beach guy. Yeah. And so I'll go with Patrick Cantley. I'm just not gonna. I mean, there's mess so many, the so many picks. Side. I mean, the, the field is just so stacked. I mean, it, I saw somebody tweeted out. I, I'm, I apologize that I'm not citing this, but it's you know readily available statistics that you're you're doing. So you know the field strength is stronger here than the 2020 Masters. It might have been Kyle Porter. I think Porter had that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is which is bananas and. Uh, you know, obviously, you got a, a lot of horses like, you know, Rom. You, it, it's just like I kind of think about this week as pick the guy that you're not going to pick in a major that's a big name that's still, and, and that has still. played well here. And right. I think like DJ, I'm, I'm not picking him in a major probably, so I'm, I'm taking him here. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, do we have anything else we want to say? I mean, it's the best event of the year. We're amped up to watch it. I always talk about how like... This is, I'd put this on par, not on par, but just a level below with going to the Masters. I feel like as a fan, it's something you should go to. It's like a, it's hard to get tickets. It's a small, small field, small venue. Yeah. Uh, I just, I I feel like it's a, it's a thing that you should go to LA in February and and make the pilgrimage once you, you get to see. Why don't we go to this every year? I don't know. We've been a few times. It's always fun. Never fails. Santa Monica, great course, great field. Great uh, weather. Yeah. Yep. We can provide coverage for our friends at the PGA Tour. You know, I'm sure they'd love to have us, I think. I don't know. Uh, anyways, we should Maybe. go to this more Who often. Who knows? But anyways, I, 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 like, I like to analogize it to like, if you're a baseball fan, you go to Wrigley, you go to Fenway, you go to wherever else, you go to college football stadium, I think you should go to Riviera. Uh, and this would be a great year to go um, if you can get there by the weekend. Uh, anything else? You're, you talked about ten. You're popping ten. What's I, the- I, it's just it's a one-dimensional hole at this point, and uh, you, you, there are a lot more holes out there that are multi-dimensional. Yeah, That's like I, I, one of my favorite holes to watch is five, five out there. Sure. All the par threes are great. Every par three out there is wonderful. Um, even fourteen, which. Kind of I'd gets say 14 the most forgettable of them. Or like, you know, the most, it's the Isn't stepchild, right? It's I'll tell you what, stuff. 14 has a sneaky, it always seems to play like a big role in the tournament. Like they're, guys make bogeys there. And I think it's like one of those holes where you just kind of, it kind of lulls you to sleep a little and you hit a loose shot. And if you miss the green, it's just really hard. The green is is tough. It's it's one of the harder you know places to get up and down. Um, so that's the hole that I always think kind of lulls people to sleep. But obviously, you know the the finishing stretch fifteen. You've got that brutal, brutally tough par four, long par four with cool green, um, really deep bunker in front. Sixteen is a great short par three where you know it's a great short par three because two four are in play, right? If you hit a really good shot, you're going to make birdie. If you don't hit, if you hit an average shot, par is tough because the green's so sloped. And if you hit a bad shot, you're probably going to make a bogey. Was um, that where Finau made the bogey? Was it that or 14? The I think it was. bogey to lose the playoff last week. Or last I, year. Uh, it was 14. Okay. All right. 14 sneaky. I'm telling you, yeah. it's uh, it, it that's a hole to watch down the stretch. Um, 17, obviously par five that you know everybody remembers the the USAM finish with Redmond making an eagle there. Um, and then 18, which iconic sort of view and, and iconic hole that's just yeah. you know you read wedge. all the old articles about three irons being hit into that green and now it's a flip wedge. But what are you gonna do? Yeah, so just it is what it is these days. Um, <laughs> I, I, one thing I will point out that matters seemingly much more for this event for Pebble Beach, less so last week, is the coverage gap is gone. And like this is like you just said, five is one of your favorite holes for the Redan. It always uh, four. Would, and would. like I remember, Rory was like leading one one year and just like completely blew a tire at five i yeah, think it was I think five. Made a double or a triple right and we couldn't see it we didn't see what was going on we and we were trying to follow it on on tracker shot tracker and and so we don't have that that's sort of been 
it's not like the full broadcast, but you can at least see the leaders through, you know, six, seven at Pebble Beach and some really great holes. Now, that doesn't matter every week. You know, you still want to watch the leaders, but in terms of missing leaders play great holes you want to see uh, was particularly painful. And that's sort of been eliminated. Thanks. Speaking to the of coverage gap going on. something we missed a few years ago, the, the Varner top. LaMania brought this up yesterday, and I, I never thought about this. But, like, this goes along with the catnip call of the week of the 10th hole. And, you know, they do those stats, like, you know, going for it, these players yeah. going for it, which they aren't. Again, reiterating, they're, they're aiming 30 yards left of the green. Left, so, yeah. So if you're aiming 30, you're not going for the green if you're aiming 30 yards away from the green. But they they do that. He's like, yeah, a perfect example is that Varner topped it. And they include that. They oh. well, they include that in the stats for the guys that aren't going for the green. His intent was <laughs> to hit it up there, but he topped it. Right. <laughs> he popped one up. Right. You know, yeah. Yeah, JT's actually been one of the few players that's laid up. He's the guy on the record. He he says he's adamant, like he knows. You know, it's not the it's a contrarian play, but yeah, he's adamant that he, he that's just how he plays it. He lays. I up think. And, I think that's an important thing there with like a wedge or a distance he likes kind of like it's not a paint by like every solution isn't perfect for everyone. Like if it's the wrong number and it's really hard for you to hit a shot into the right spot because like maybe your driver goes too far. Your three wood doesn't go far enough. Like then you should maybe consider another play. Like this is like the whole thing I, I struggle with with the analytics a little bit is like the paint by color, you know, paint by like, yeah. Everybody plays things differently and yep. should personally figure out what's best for you. Do you think we, uh, the other element here is Tiger is talking on Wednesday? We'll, of course, hear more for Friday. Do you think we hear anything notable, noteworthy? I mean, he's obviously going to talk about his foundation a lot and, and the Sifford Memorial recipient, uh, Aaron Beverly, who he's you know, doing a press conference with. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's like uh, it's just like Tiger's sort of off the radar since Hero. Is we're going to hear anything? I assume he'll be asked about the Saudi Arabia stuff, and he'll add throw his support behind the tour again. Uh, is he going to play the Masters? Are we going to start hearing anything about that? Do you, do you suspect we'll hear anything of note from Tiger? I think you know you'll always hear again, like what we talked about around the PNC. I think like this um, phase of Tiger. Really, I think it's going to just shed more light on the previous phases of Tiger where we had so little that was, you know, given about him personally. And I think that this phase of Tiger, what you should take away from it is really understanding the person behind the greatest stretch of golf ever played, right? And I think he's more open, It's he's less cutthroat, and he's he's really, you know opening some of of his little secrets and the way he thinks about things up to everyone. Um, I always like hearing him talk about Riv just because of obviously like the lack of success at Riv is, 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 um, you know, to use a full pun intended here, riveting. (laughs) Um, That's something that I'm always, you know it's just it's like the one place he didn't conquer and it's really it's a fascinating topic like why was that exactly but whatever it might have been a pawn i guess um well right there were a couple times he got hot right when he started coming back here as the host where there were a couple rounds where it was just so fun to watch him play but yeah there was whatever 15 years there he didn't he didn't play it which is unfortunate um yeah, we'll we'll hopefully hear more from him on Wednesday. Anything else on Riviera? It Is rained. There... It, it rained a little this morning out there. So um, saw Shackelford had some notes. As rough as minimal, minimal rough. Uh, it's fun. Firm and fast. Yeah. yeah, hopefully it's supposed to. You know, with the it's been windy uh, and and it's supposed to be dry the rest of the week. You know, maybe we get a a similar situation to last year. I I still can't believe little wind last year what happened like i think it like is so undercovered the absurdity of wind delay uh, yeah the wind though like how that how that got so baked out like the putts that were hit last year were just insane yeah 
putting through and off the green on 10. Uh, yeah, we, we go to year and review. We reviewed that in, in great detail as well just a couple months ago. Is Lanto in the field or did he... Oh, he is. He is. He's he's doing the walk every we day. We have a Come. steps challenge. Yeah, Lanto. It's tough. Have a camera on him. Tough break up. for him today, or t- a tough break when he goes off uh, off off one because he has to make one extra trip up the hill. He tees off ten in the first round, so maybe he'll be a little bit happier camper um, round one than he will be round. Is there two. anything event on tour that comes close to this? I don't think there is. I think people throw the players out there as. Uh, I, I just See, think the, it's the, it's so clear cut the number one. So the players' problem. Is it is the tour, right? Like if Let they just the got out, tournament. if they got out of the way, and they just like if t- if they gave everybody on the PR uh, PR marketing, uh, social media, and uh, you know everybody on that team a a, a vacation the month for the month oh, preceding and during the tournament. Oh, God. The tournament would be exponentially better. Oh, come on. Uh, I might not disagree with you there. Okay, I'm fired up. We'll have a lot to talk about on Friday. Get to see Riv up close and in action. Again, it's just... It's what you want to... You want to watch every hole. You want to you you watch one. You, wanna watch two, you just want to watch it all the way through. I, I know some are better than others, but it's just such a great week. Uh, and I'm sad we're going to have to talk about Saudi stuff more than the tournament and the course. All right, continuing on with our schedule for the week. Is that event of the week? Can we just confirm yeah. that event of the week? Yeah, okay. every every year. Yep. PGA Tour be... champions. The old boys are back. Uh, the Chubb Classic. Huh. Friday through Sunday. Shark season. Literally, Tiburon Golf Club, Naples, Florida. Just, just absolute factory for sort of fringe tour events and uh, – Challenge Series events, Champions Tour events, LPGA plays there, right? Tiburon. Uh, par 72, 6,900 yards, signed by Gregory J. Norman. <laughs> 1.6 million is the purse, 240,000 to the winner. That seems small. That's smaller than I recall for the Champions Tour. Defending champ is Steve Stricker. Notables, here he comes. Coming in to take everybody's lunch money, Brian Gay making his debut on the Champions Tour. Uh, I gotta think he's gonna win. I mean, the guy's been competitive on the regular tour. He's got all that speed now. He's been gaining speed. I just think he's gonna win. I can't imagine him not winning. Brian Gay, Ernie Els, Jim Furyk, Fred Couples, Bernard Longer, David Duvall, not a notable. Shouldn't be a notable. Colin Montgomery, Ian Woosnam is playing. Woozy. Woozy. Making a rare appearance. On the Champions he, Tour. I mean, I can't believe he's not playing the Masters this year. I've, my heart's well, still broken still about that. There's still time. What if there's he wins this week? Maybe that's what we need. We there need we a in, in the hunt. Gives him a little bit renewed vid and, vim and vigor. Unless, like, he was told by Augusta, you know, he became too Augusta. much of the story that's last year. That's bullshit. He was almost <laughs> in the cut. He was not embarrassing himself. I mean, he was fighting the cut line. I get it when they're slowing down play and shooting 87, but he was he was in contention to make the cut. Sandy Lyle, Tom Lehman, Tom Bernice Jr., Tom Gillis, Tommy Tolls, and David Toms. Very Tom group. Uh, we don't need to know the TV schedule for this. You just don't. The Chubb don't, class, just, just, you know just, it's existing. It's happening. I think the thing is people need to just start uh, protesting it. That's the thing. Uh, like, Will Bardwell's calling for everybody to, you know, really vehemently... You know, oppose this sports washing the Saudi Arabians are trying to hoodwink us with. Yeah. I think it's time if you want to also help the tour, you know, with uh, something that they don't want to do and you want to help the fight against Saudi Arabia, it is time to vehemently protest the Champions Tour. Reallocate reallocate the funds. Yep. To the to the golf that people actually care about, no more no more retirement tour. Let's Social get security safety net. It's, it's being pulled out. We we need the funds elsewhere. Uh, okay, continuing on schedule for the week: the Corn Ferry Tour, the Lecom Suncoast Classic, Lakewood National, the Commander Course, Commander. Like my new uh, hometown football team, the Commanders. Uh, Lakewood Ranch, I can't believe they got rid of the football. That was the best name in all sports. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I think it's an homage to the local boy, Billy Hurley the Third. They went with commanders. He's Do you think he's on Washington? What, what if he's the mascot? <laughs> Just comes walking out in a big sailor's cap, <laughs> maybe with a pitching wedge or one iron with his, over his uh, shoulder, with his trophy from TPC Avenue. When he when he he held off Rom that year. Was it congressional? It was young, young right? John, yeah, I think he young, won a congressional. A young they, John Rom. Rom's like third start, fourth start. Uh, the purse at the Lecom is $750,000. The defending champ is Hayden Buckley. Notables, Akshay Batia, John Pock, Davis Thompson, Tane Lee, Tommy Ganey in Florida. I didn't know he was allowed there even anymore. I thought, interesting. They're letting him go back. Uh, Marty Doe, Tom Lewis, Andrew Young, Peyton White, Brett White, Ben Taylor, Philip Knowles, Dan McCarthy. That's your guy, right? From the Canada, yeah, he got, he got, yeah. got hurt, a yeah. thumb injury, totally Matt got McCarty, robbed. That's Evan a perfect Harmony. example of the of the tour, yeah. the tour and their lack of focus. And Aaron Baddeley making a start here on the Corn Ferry Tour at the Lecom Suncoast Classic. Not on TV, not on TV. Other events, we've got the Sunshine Challenge Tour with. Byron Katsia, Wally Katsia, Freddie Shot. Wait, what? There's other Katsias. Do you think they're related? I don't know. Like the main, I don't know if you know, saw this, if we ever talked about this, the main doctor that found Omicron, last name was Katsia, down in South Africa, the Omicron strain, way back in November or something, we were all worried about that. And, and there was this doctor, this national doctor in South Africa called Katsia. Her last name was Katsia. That's like that. Whatever it's George's sister, aunt, something like that. Look it's, at, it's discovering this Omicron. Um, but yeah, there's there's a Byron and a Wally Kutsi. Uh and the Baines Whiskey Cape Town Open. So this is the Kutsia zone. There's lots of them. So uh, Byron Kutsia. George won the won the Joburg Open in 2014. Yeah. Yep. Man, I tried to. I don't right. think they're related. I I doubt it. I think it's. It seems like it's like the Smith of uh, South Africa. There's just a lot of them. Kutsias. <laughs> None more notable than George, or distinguished than George. Uh, continuing on, that's it for our schedule for the week. Uh, it's a great schedule for the week. News. We got to note. Byron. This. Byron's only twenty-one. Twenty-two. Interesting. Could be. Could be taking the reins. Sort of, there's his, a, there's his, like my, a line of a, a, a ascendancy to the crown in the Kutsia zone. Like there's just a there's a it's just a system his, they got. They hand his the coach is named Sean Kutsia. That's ridiculous. Come on. So he says he he won some tournament. This is this is Byron. He won some tournament. And he said, I'm really over the moon with this win. My family and my coach, Sean, could see ya. Does that mean he's family? Or is this, yeah. a, he goes to I a different could see ya. Do you I think? think it doubles, yeah. I think it overlaps. Here we are going to extensive talk about the could in Riviera week. Um, continue on news. We got to note, sad development, the death of Eduardo Romero. Uh, really, really popular player. Uh, world player I think he had 80 worldwide victories uh, you know complete sort of trailblazer for Argentinian golf uh, sort of a legend for a lot of caddies and players that have come up in, in the decades behind him so I know a lot of people were sad about the passing of Eduardo Romero um, other news this Bryson thing is such a like I, I don't know. It's, it's getting inside baseball with golf media. Um, but like, apparently he, he, no laying up on their podcast. Look, we, we know them. We're friends with them. Uh, but, you know, I'm just trying to analyze it as coldly as I can here. On their podcast, they said Bryson had told people he was done playing on the PGA Tour. Now, no laying up is well sourced. They talked to tons of players, I'm sure, caddies, tour insiders, tour, you know, people who are out on tour. I have no doubt that they wouldn't have said this if it wasn't well sourced by multiple people. This happened. This was true. This is true. 
that Bryson told people. Now, Bryson said a lot of things, and I think they presented that as such. Bryson, of course, comes out with a statement saying there's false rumors, false reports. And and his, his agent gives like these context-free things about you know denunciations of false reports. Like and people present this, golf media has presented this mostly context-free. As if, you know, as if No Lane Up didn't present it for what it was. Like, look, if Tom Brady was telling teammates he was retiring and those teammates got it to a reporter, it would be reported. Now, that doesn't mean that Tom Brady had retired and he'd probably come out with a statement saying, I haven't retired. But that doesn't mean it's not notable or untrue or shouldn't be disclosed. And we have like these golf media outlets, every headline, Google Bryson DeChambeau, every headline's like, Bryson DeChambeau shuts down false false reports. And they don't present the context of like uh, of what actually happened and what was reported. And the injury is completely beside the point. Like, does it make it any that, that he's not playing this week because he's injured or that he's trying to play at Bay Hill in two weeks because he cause he's injured and trying to get back is immaterial to whether what he said on the range to other players should have been disclosed was true or untrue. That's already happened. It's notable up, news. It's yeah, notable news up, that yes. he said that. If he shows up at Bay Hill in two weeks, it does that make that that didn't happen. And we have golf media just carrying the water, parroting. Like golf.com just just takes oh, a statement. They got an exclusive from his partnership with that them just and Saudi Arabia. With no context about what the actual report or whatever you want to call it. I don't care what you call it. You can call it report. You can call it gossip. I don't know what you want to call it. It was true. It's true and it's well sourced. And so they just like, and, and meanwhile, the party here that's misled us several times. They are given the benefit of the doubt and their statements are presented context-free as if they're the victim of some like seedy online rumors. And meanwhile, like Bryson has lied about how much he yells for, like straight up lied. It's just ranged from outright falsehoods to intentional obfuscations, whether it's the caddy breakup with Tim Tucker, whether it's, you know, equipment, whether it's how much he yells for, like they're, this has been going on for years and we give them the benefit of the doubt and let them just denounce without providing any of the context of what, you know, Bryson's own words, what he's going around saying to people. And if I draw that analogy to Brady retiring, like, I think we, we just have to sort of work a little harder to present the full context of what was said and not necessarily no matter water. No matter who your content partner is. Or parrot. Parrot the, but I'm telling you, if you Google his name, every headline is like shuts down false reports, slams denies, slams down, blocks out the false reports. That he's obliged to give things, a statement tells you all you two need. Two things know. can be true. He could have said that, and then he could say something different to reporters. Right. And by the way, NLE, like. And you have to present the other side of it. Yeah. They were clear to say, like, this doesn't mean he won't play again. I'm just saying what he said. And I think that's noteworthy and worth relaying on. Anyways, that's my little rant at the end. Uh, no one gives a shit about golf media ethics, I'm sure. But uh, it was just annoying me say, seeing the way that was presented and giving these guys who have an agent and a player who have repeatedly misled sort of the runway to, to, to I don't know, context-free denounce things and, and sort of obfuscate and change they're, they're really moving the goalpost uh, on what the actual report was anyways all right everyone enjoy your wednesdays yeah, you're done what? that's it right nothing else anything else you want to talk about i got lots of things i'd love to talk about but maybe not now all right we'll have fun on friday get a little flashback going talk a little bit about the genesis everyone enjoy your wednesdays great week on tour this week uh look forward to talking about it then